Hey friend, welcome back to the Bible Track Echoes radio broadcast. I'm Mike McCurry, your host. Greatly appreciate, as always, your investment of time right here with me. Let me encourage you to grab your Bibles. We're going to go to the book of Mark, the second book of the New Testament, the second of the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. For those of you that are just joining us, maybe your first time or first time in a long time, we have just very recently begun a verse-by-verse study through the book of Mark. We have far more ahead of us than we do behind us. If you're looking for evidence of that fact, we will be in Mark chapter 1 and verse number 5 today. We're just on the tip of the iceberg. There's a lot more to mine out. I'm thankful for you joining me on this, uh, we'll call it mining expedition, digging for some truths from God's word. Thankfully, You don't have to dig too far when it comes to God's word. Oftentimes, there's little golden nuggets just sitting out there on the ground. All you have to do is open your eyes and pick them up. We're in the book of Mark, chapter number one. While you turn there, let me tell you about a gospel tract. I've got one in my hand right now. It's called It's Free. It's Free. What is free? Well, of course, our gospel tracts are free. But salvation is free. One of our core values here at Bible Tracks Incorporated is the gospel is free. And so are our tracts. The inside of this gospel tract contains some very important Bible verses. Like 1 John 5.11. This is the record that God hath given to us eternal life. John 10.28. I, meaning God, give unto them eternal life. Revelation twenty two seventeen. Whosoever will, let him take the water of life freely and multiple other gospel tracts in this kind of brightly colored gospel tract that you can find, as always, at BibleTracksInc.org. BibleTracksInc.org. Interesting story about this particular gospel tract, actually. We recently had it translated into Norwegian for the people of Norway. I've got a missionary friend over there who was needing gospel tracts, and by our records, we couldn't find any of our tracts that were currently and readily available in Norwegian. And so we talked to him, and he and a a native Norwegian speaker, of course, he speaks Norwegian, uh, they both together translated it, and uh, to God be the glory, we shipped, I think, 5,000 gospel tracts titled It's Free, and we've already seen responses to what God is doing there in Norway. We're so excited about that. If you'd pray for our ministry, we'd greatly appreciate it. The top two things I would ask all of our partners to do, number one is pray for us. Number two is use our gospel tracks. If you'd like to receive, just every once in a while, a prayer request from Bible Tracks Incorporated, something that just helps you pray a little bit more intelligently, you can text me at 309-316-7240. Again, that's 309-316-7240. Now, we're going to jump into Mark chapter 1 and verse number 5 in just a moment. Very quickly, I'm going to tell you 
about a book. We talked yesterday about a hymnal, a hymnal that you should consider getting, a great hymnal from Melody Publications in Knoxville, Tennessee. Look them up. But today I have Lines of a Layman by J.C. Penney. You may recognize that name. J.C. Penney, they have that those massive stores, don't, don't they? Normally the anchor of a mall. Well, J.C. Penney, many years ago, he wrote this. Uh, it was kind of a, it was more than just a book. It's 200 kind of just little, not, not memoirs, what's the word I'm looking for? Little essays, we'll call them that. Just maybe a page, maybe a page and a half sometimes. And it's something you could just pick up read one of them, just a couple paragraphs, and put it back down. The book is only about 250 pages long or so, but it has some phenomenal different uh, themes. So talks about prayer as a way of life. Another small chapter, The Privilege of Loving God. Uh, let's see here. Our Spiritual Heritage and Obligations. Good Judgment. Sowing and reaping, obedience, those are just lessons for everyday living. And then there's in our daily tasks, that's the second part, asking this, why do men work? And then things like organization. The third uh, of four parts, I think it has, no, 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 there's way more than that. Seven parts, I'm sorry, is faith, a personal experience. The fourth part is family and young people. Let's see, number five is personal reminiscences. Number six is the Christian and the social order. And number seven is the American way. Let me encourage you. I think North Valley Publications out in Santa Clara, California actually keeps this in print. And uh, they do a good job of keeping some of these older books in print. But North Valley Publications in uh, Santa Clara, they have this, I believe, for sale. Again, I don't know what it costs. And as I said yesterday, I'm not being paid for. And there's no commission. I just want to get some good books into your hands. Because I, because I, I believe reading is a very important thing. I enjoy fiction. I read a lot of fiction. But I enjoy reading books as well, books of nonfiction. Tomorrow, we're going to talk about a historical book that I've probably read at least three times in my life, maybe five or six. But regardless, I probably read it every couple of years or so. But let me encourage you to not just read your Bible. When I say just read your Bible, I mean you should be reading your Bible on a regular basis. Uh, let's say daily, if not multiple times a day. That would be a good thing. We eat multiple times a day. Why don't we partake of the marvelous bread of God's word multiple times a day? That's a great question. A question I need to ask myself as well. But reading other books, especially those written from a Christian perspective, I think would be very helpful to you. Now, we are going to be, we're in the book of Mark, chapter number one. You may recall that the four Gospels have, you could assign them four themes. Here's how I would describe them. The book of Matthew talks about the sovereign Messiah. Sovereign Messiah. We're so thankful for the fact that God has given us, God the Father in his Son has given us a Messiah. And he was not just divinity. He was not just heavenly. Angels are divine. No, friend, he was also deity. He is 
God. I don't say was and will be. He is, has been, is, and always will be. He exists He exists outside of time. He is deity. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, all three in one. I can't describe it to you. I can't make sense of it in my humanity. I can use illustrations, but I can't explain the triune God that we serve. But I can tell you the Bible teaches the triune God. For instance, at the very beginning, let us make man in our image. Who's God talking to? Is he a, does he have a cat in his lap? No, friend. He is talking about the Trinity. And so we won't get off into that. The sovereign Messiah, Matthew. Uh, Mark, servant and minister, though I, in my further study of Mark, I almost want to call it servant and missionary. Jesus, think about this, he left his home, heaven, came to earth, a place that was not his homeland, if you want to call it that, to reach a people that, oh my, you could make the case that we're unworthy of being reached. We don't deserve his love. We don't deserve the opportunity that he has given us, but to God be the glory. He was a missionary to us. And it also displays, Mark does, the servanthood of Jesus, a, a an example that we should all try to follow. Uh, the book of Luke, the son of man, Jesus as son of man. Luke does a great job, the physician that he was, kind of not, when I say humanizing man, God, uh, humanizing God, humanizing Jesus, realize that Jesus was 100% man and 100% God. It wasn't some split percentage of 50-50 or 60-40. He was 100% both. And so Luke does a phenomenal job allowing us to perceive him as a son of man to some degree. And then I will call John the son of the most high, if you're looking for a theme. But we're in the book of Mark. We could talk about themes and all of that. But let's look at the book of Mark, chapter number one. We'll read verses one through five. The beginning of the gospel of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. As it is written in the prophets, Behold, I send my messenger before thy face, which shall prepare thy way before thee. The voice of one crying in the wilderness, Prepare ye the way of the Lord, make his path straight. John did baptize in the wilderness and preach the baptism of repentance for the remission of sins. And we talked yesterday, you could read that word for, the baptism of repentance for, you could read that because of, in modern English vernacular, the baptism of repentance because of, because of you accepting Christ, baptism is the next step, not a necessary step necessarily for heaven, but a necessary step for obedience. Continue on, verse number five. And there went out unto him all the land of Judea. We're talking about they went out to him, meaning John the Baptist. We haven't got to Jesus yet. John the Baptist, he's the voice of one crying in the wilderness. He's the one preparing the way of the Lord. There went out unto him, John the Baptist, all the land of Judea, and they of Jerusalem, and were all baptized of him in the river of Jordan, confessing their sins. Long story short, John drew a crowd. He had a bunch of people following him. There went out all kinds of people. Number one, we're going to talk about, I think, tomorrow, that he was a little bit of a peculiar personality. But here we see he was popular. And John's message had some popularity to it. 
I think people were looking forward to Jesus. They had heard the prophecies of Jesus. And this this John character, what he said, rang so very true. But the point I want to make for just a moment here, that popularity does not equal God's blessings. Realize that numbers don't immediately equate to spiritual impact. That's why people saying, oh, oh, have you noticed how big this church is? Now, I'm not downing any church. You notice I very rarely mention, I certainly in a negative way, the names of any churches. That's number one, not the point of this 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 platform, this radio program. I'll certainly mention some churches in a positive light. But realize that just because a group or a corporation or a business or a church or a spiritual movement of any kind is big, it doesn't necessarily mean it's healthy. That also doesn't necessarily mean it's God-blessed. Now, John, though, he was most certainly God-blessed, and God allowed many people to come to a saving knowledge of himself because of the work of John. But realize, friend, you don't have to be popular in the eyes of the world for, to, for you to evidently have the blessings of God. We're going to pick up tomorrow and continue on in the book of Mark chapter 1. Thank you for joining us today. Join us tomorrow. Have a great day for his glory. God bless. Thank you for joining us today for Bible Track Echoes, a ministry of Bible Tracks Incorporated. If you would like to receive a free sample booklet of all of our tracks, you can contact us by calling 309-828-6888. That's 309-828-6888. Our mailing address is P.O. Box 130, Dwight, Illinois, 60420. A faster way to contact us is to go to our website at BibleTracksInc.org. That's BibleTracksInc.org. There you will find more information about our ministry and details on how you can support Bible Tracks Incorporated. Thanks for listening, and may the Lord richly bless you as you serve Him.